Now, if you don't mind, I'd like to transition a little bit to the 2016 campaign. Uh, and sure, this is, please. of course, all, all that we're talking about on foreign policy and Russia and China in particular is very germane to this. So I'll start with the most direct link. What do you make of Vladimir Putin's remarks about Donald Trump? Well, I think Trump, in a certain sense, represents what Putin is looking for. Somebody who believes he can negotiate, somebody who is probably not as sophisticated uh, as he, uh, Putin is. And what Putin is trying to do is just further create chaos in our elections. You know, he uh, he has endorsed uh, 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 Assad in Syria. He is um, uh, attempted to intervene both militarily and politically in Ukraine and Georgia. And now he's coming to the United States. And, uh, you know, I, I think it is largely what he said was tongue-in-cheek, but it's a larger point that he's trying to suggest that he can influence things anywhere and anywhere. So you think Donald Trump is sort of a useful idiot of Putin? I, I think in the formulation of Vladimir Putin, Trump is playing an important role to facilitate his larger purposes. And uh, I am discouraged and dispirited that this is happening. So on the Democratic side, um, the, the nomination process pretty much seems like a Hillary Clinton coronation process at this point. What potential legal roadblocks, if any, do you see tripping her up as we approach the general election, given that the FBI investigation into the emails is still ongoing? Well, look, I, we could speculate endlessly about what could happen there. I would only say for today, the president himself has said he sees no national security uh, challenges from the emails. I don't think she had criminal intent, but that's for the Justice Department to determine, not for me. That being said, in terms of foreign policy, she knows she has to be more hawkish. She knows she needs to distance herself from Obama, but I don't think she can do that until she wins the nomination, and that means getting through two states she's relatively weak in, Iowa and New Hampshire. In all of the polls, the, the probably the figures cited the most uh, show that Hillary's weakest point is on trustworthiness um, and honesty. Do you think that actually matters in a general election? Because it doesn't seem to hurt her, at the very least, against her Democratic opponents for the nomination. I think it does matter, but it's only one of a number of variables. I mean, we've elected people who are not fully trusted if they're seen as having other uh, criteria like being a strong leader or being in touch with people. Uh, so I think Hillary can be elected with a trust problem, but uh, it's certainly an issue for her and one that she will have to address. Uh, if you were advising Hillary Clinton or, or any of the Democratic candidates, who do you believe poses the most serious threat to the presidency in the Republican field? You know, I think the answer to that is probably Marco Rubio. Uh, at this point, I don't see how he gets nominated, but I think he'd be the strongest general election candidate. Um, you know, right now, Cruz is within a couple of points of Hillary, as is Donald Trump. So I think she's going to face a tough election regardless, um, but I'd say Rubio is probably the strongest. And I think he's got, again, uh, the strongest and best foreign policy from the perspective of my book, Return to Winner. And Politico ran a piece recently quoting several Clinton advisors, uh, Hillary Clinton advisors, including James Carville. And I, what I thought was interesting about it was that Ted Cruz was cited by uh, the Clinton team as as 
the candidate that they most needed to focus on and as someone who they want to frame basically as the most radical, hard-right conservative. But but they seem to genuinely fear him or, or view him at least as a formidable opponent, if not fear fearing him. What do you What do you make of that? Well, on one hand, he's very conservative. On the other hand, um, he is the best debater in the field. He's very facile, and I think he'll try to move to the middle um, and be both hawkish, but one who wants to protect people's privacy. But I think he'll also be very, very tough on Hillary, and I think he'll be very tough on Obama. So I think with swing voters in swing states, it's an open question whether they'll go for Ted Cruz, who's too conservative, or Hillary Clinton, who they have substantial doubts about. Uh, everyone has been waiting for something to cause Donald Trump to fall. But uh, amazingly, when you when you look at it, he's basically controlled the narrative on the Republican side the whole election, whether it was on immigration vis-a-vis our southern border or Syrian refugees, etc. What do you think, if anything, can bring Trump down? Well, I think what most likely will bring Trump down is losing Iowa badly to Cruz. Mm-hmm seeing if he can recover in uh, New Hampshire, and then get to the southern primaries where he's polling well, but uh, it's an open question whether he can win. How do you explain, because you've been around in politics for decades and had experience with uh, all manner of primaries, how do you explain that in this election, the Republican establishment, really for the first time in decades, and in my in my lifetime, certainly, has failed to coalesce around a candidate more quickly. It's almost the reverse of every other election where you have the quote-unquote outsiders coalescing and the establishment field divided. How do you explain that? I would explain it simply. There's so much anger among Republican voters to the Republican establishment, but they've been saying with their support for Trump, for Ben Carson when he was strong, and certainly Cruz, is we want those who were most disconnected from the Washington establishment. The more of an outsider you are, the better you do. Who will be winning on the Republican side in terms of delegate count by the conclusion of the SEC, the so-called SEC primary? Uh, look, I, I would bet either Trump or Cruz. I think you can make a plausible case for either one. The other issue Trump has is I don't think he's invested enough in the ground game to get voters out. But this may be an election where you don't need to do that. And do you think there's anything to the notion that we could really have a true brokered convention in 2016? I, I, I don't think it'll happen. I just don't think somebody will merge. But, uh, you know, there's a very different year, so I can, can't say never. Is there any one factor in 2016 that you think will have an outsized influence on the election that people are discounting or ignoring right now? The possibility of a recession. So you think economics may come to the fore over yes, the terrorist yes. fears? Yes, I think depending on what happens in the first quarter, first two quarters of the year, that will basically um, be pretty important for voters who look at the economy and say, do we stick with the Democrats or we go back to the Republicans?